0: If God's been good to you all week long, somebody honk your horn. Somebody put your hand out the window and say, thank you, Jesus. If you know he's been good, honk your horn one more time for me. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. You kept me all week long. Whoa, yeah. This little Praise been in my head all morning long my hallelujah belongs to you my hallelujah belongs to you my hallelujah belongs to you my to you. My favorite part. You deserve it. You deserve it. belongs to you my hallelujah belongs to you thank you god thank you jesus my hallelujah belongs to you you deserve it you deserve it Oh sing hallelujah 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 all of the glory all of the honor all of the praise it belongs to you. i yeah.
1: of April in the year 2021, does anybody besides me realize how fast this year is already going by? We're already almost three, one quarter of the way if you go by force. We're one quarter of the way through this entire year. And yet we're still here. God is still good. He's still in the blessing business. He's still in the miracle business. So we're so grateful to have the opportunity because that means he kept us from last Sunday to this Sunday. We are so glad that you are taking time to worship with us here at Runnock Sailor Missionary Baptist Church. We're located just outside, one mile outside of the beautiful municipality of Garysburg, North Carolina. And we're located in Northampton County, which is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place to live here in eastern North Carolina. Our mission statement at Roanoke-Salem is taken from Matthew. It's the very last chapter, and Jesus said these words, Go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, always, even unto the end of the earth. I thank you, Lord, blessing us to be here again. I thank the Lord for uh, April and Derek and Jasmine. I thank the Lord for Steve. They come early and get everything set up. I thank him for Marvin and Elijah and Rick uh, and Steve, who's our lead musician. We just thank God for these wonderful and talented young people who dedicate themselves to making sure every Sunday, unless they're on vacation or something comes up, family matter, They are right here serving the Lord through the various gifts that he's blessed them with. So we ought to tell the Lord thank you for these young folks this morning too. Amen. Amen. We're going to have an opening selection now from the best church band in the land. And then we're going to um, continue on with the morning service.
0: I love to praise him I love to praise his name I love to pray him I love to praise his name hey, hey. I love to pray him I love to praise his hey. name hey, hey, hey. I love to praise him I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. I love to praise, I love to praise his name. Oh, I just a tool, just a tool that I have found, oh, hallelujah, 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 I love the praise
1: Again, I want to uh, formally, if you will, welcome those of you who are worshiping with us this morning. We know some of you are worshiping with us by way of technology and Facebook Live, so we thank you for uh, tuning in or switching over, whatever the right term is, coming to our Facebook Live page on this Sunday morning, wherever you may happen to be. We're grateful for those who may be listening in uh, by way of our uh, conference call-in number. We thank you for being on the line this morning, and certainly, certainly uh, to our own church family disciples and visiting disciples from other churches who are with us right here uh, on the parking lot this morning. We are grateful to see all of you, and thank you for being with us as well on this morning. Don't really have uh, too much by way of announcements. I do want to just remind everybody uh, that's at home, that we are observing communion today, and so uh, at the end of the message, we'll just transition right into Holy Communion. So uh, whatever you may have there to use for your communion elements, whether it be crackers or bread or, or water uh, or some kind of fruit juice, whatever you have, um, please, the Lord will honor that because it's the, it's the spirit of obedience in which you are participating. That matters. Uh, he's not hung up on whether or not your communion elements actually came from a church or not. Um, I don't. I can't think of anything in particular that I need to um, make us aware of as far as any kind of church announcements for today. Uh, but um, just know that as things come up, we will certainly continue to um, use the, the conference uh, call number. To make robocalls and, and make you aware of things uh, as they may appear, and if something does come up that I'm missing somebody slip me a note I'll try to get it in before we leave today. Uh, let's go now into let's go into our offering, to prepare our hearts and minds for our offering. Uh, thank you so much, thank you so much for your generous giving, and I encourage you to continue to give. Generously. I encourage you to continue to give generously because it is God honoring and God will continue to keep his promise to you that if we bring um, our resources, his resources, ret- return to him, his resources into his storehouse, then he will open up a window of heaven and pour out many, many, many different types of blessings, not just back in terms of uh, financial blessings, but also many, many other types of blessings. Uh, if we're obedient to, to honor what he's asked us to do. You know that there are uh, at least three ways that you can share and support this ministry. You may certainly uh, mail your tithes and offerings in in Roanoke, Salem. We are a tithing church. We believe in tithing. You can mail your tithes and offerings in to P.O. Drawer Z, Garrysburg, North Carolina, 27831. You can come by the church any Monday, Wednesday, or Friday between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Usually it's going to be Miss Jean here. If she's not here, uh, sometimes Sister Peggy might be here. They may be here together, but whoever's here, they'll gladly take your tithes and offerings and make sure that you are given credit for having uh, shared them. And then uh, you can certainly also go online. You can go to our Roanoke Salem. Baptist Church page, which is rsmbc.com. You can go to our our homepage, and when you go there across the top of that first page, uh, you'll see a little tab that says giving, and if you click on that tab that says giving, then another page will open up, another screen will open up. Let me try to be right technically. Another screen will open up. And um, you will be directed as to how you can give safely and securely online uh, to support the work of this ministry, if you so choose. And I know there are many of you who take advantage of that, and we thank you. We thank you for any way you choose to be obedient to the Lord. We are grateful, and we thank you very much. I'll ask the musicians, if they will, please to um, share some music with us until we're ready to move forward.
0: brought me through this, brought me through that. Lord, I'm grateful to you. You brought me through
1: So much. Let me do share this uh, thank you card that was uh, shared with, with me this morning. Uh, this says, Thank you, Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church family, for letting us, the Lockhart family, use your facility during the loss of our mother, uh, Sister Lamille Bill Lockhart. And this is from Elizabeth Lockhart and family. Uh, some of you may have been here on Wednesday uh, at, for the homegoing. A ceremony for um, Mother Lockhart and it was absolutely beautiful and uh, as a church family we were just more than, you're more than welcome and we were honored and and glad we had an opportunity to do some small thing to be supportive of the family uh, during that time and so let's keep that family and all families and all families lifted up in prayer Uh, we know many have had loved ones that they've lost recently and some it has been a while, but whatever the case may be, uh, keep those who have lost loved ones lifted up in your prayers. We know that God is a heart fixer, and we know he can, um, he can heal broken hearts and restore joy to lives during the time of loss and depression. So we're going to believe him for that. Let us now transition into morning prayer. Our Father and our God, in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we're grateful, first of all, that you just blessed us to see a new day. Lord, we know that there's nothing that I did personally, nothing that any of us on this parking lot, those who are on Facebook Live, those who are listening through the conference call number, there's nothing that any of us have done from last Sunday until this Sunday for you to bless us with the the, the blessing of life and another opportunity to to serve you in spirit and truth. It's just because you are such a, a gracious and merciful God. You're better to us than we could ever imagine to be to ourselves that you have given us another day. And Lord, the fact that you gave us another day means there's another opportunity. There's hope that whatever the challenges of our lives may be, there's hope on this day that you will turn things around in a positive way and Lord God, for that, we say thank you. We continue to petition you to take the COVID-19 virus out of your world. But until you choose to do that, we thank you already for the vaccines you've provided to us. Because, Lord, uh, whether people choose to take the vaccine or not, that's not for me to discuss. Everybody has their own free will. You've given it to us. But, Lord, I want those who... Don't choose to take the vaccine, or who are hesitant to just remember that they are not having to trust man because medical science comes from you. So, Lord, whatever decision people make, thank you for the vaccines you've given us, and we believe that those vaccines will help us in the way that uh, we are told that they are supposed to in terms of uh, this COVID, this COVID disease. Lord, we uh, we want to pray for peace on this morning. First of all, peace in our personal lives. Lord, from time to time, storms of life rage within us, and turmoil may come up. Sometimes, Lord, it's the result of our own sins, our own wrong and sinful decisions. But then, Lord, sometimes turmoil and troubles come into our lives, and it's not anything we have done, Lord, at all. We've We've, we've been who you called us to be. We've done our best to be obedient to your word. But Jesus, you told us that troubles will come. But Lord, when they do come, I pray that you will give us peace. We want to be able to always remain calm and recognize and understand that you are with us and you are for us. And that you alone are the one who can say, peace be still and calm whatever storm may be going on in our personal life, whether it's with uh, uh, someone in our family, whether it's a situation on job or school or whatever it may be, grandchildren, Lord, whatever it may be, if it's a medical or health issue, we pray for your peace on this morning, and we pray that you will grant it to us in your name. Lord, we pray for peace in our nation. The nation, Lord, sometimes is at unrest because... Lord, from time to time, various things will happen, and it will create crisis in communities, crisis in whole states, Lord, uh, crisis in regions of the nation. And Lord, when those crises happen, although we know that human nature is to uh, be upset or maybe be afraid or maybe be angry, depending on what the issue is, Lord, I pray that you'll give us peace in this nation because you know that what we really need is to turn our eyes towards you. And until we do that as a nation, as a whole, Lord God, there will be continually unrest. However, thank you, Lord, that you said that just a few of us, just the remnant of those who follow you, Jesus, we can pray and petition you for peace, and you will shower down your peace across all the nation because everywhere we are, Your presence is there too, Lord. We represent you everywhere that we go. We know you're everywhere all the time at the same time. But when your people who are called by your name call out to you, then, Lord, you move swiftly to respond in whatever way you know is best. Then finally, Lord, I pray for peace in this world. The COVID-19 pandemic, the virus, Lord, is ravaging some nations. India right now, Lord, is... Is is in a terrible situation because of COVID-19. And Lord God, other nations are looking at India and trying to decide whether they should help or how to help or whatever the case may be. And of course, the folks within the nation, I'm sure, are panicking and afraid. But Lord, I, I pray for peace in the world, not just India. India is one hot spot. There are other hot spots around the world. There are places where men and women and God Uh, should be afraid to speak out and worship you freely because of oppression and because of folks who hate the name of Jesus, but they stand boldly. They stand boldly, Lord, and they call out your name, and they're not ashamed or afraid to let the folks around them know that they worship you and that you are the one and true God. So, So bring peace to our world, the world that we live in that belongs to you. It's your world, Lord. It's not really even our world. It's your world, and we ask you to bring peace to it as only you can, every situation in every nation, we ask for your peace in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I make it all these years, how did I make it this far, through the valleys. God's grace, God's grace. There were so many times I came so close Old man death tried to take me in So the reason I'm here It's not hard for me to see In fact, it's so easy for me to explain It was God's grace, God's grace God's grace grace I made it this I made it this far by the grace of God it was God's grace God's grace God's grace God's grace amazing grace God's grace I made it this far All the time when I strayed away. Even though I knew the words, still I wouldn't obey. But it's God's grace, mercy stayed with me and brought me all the way. Yeah. God's grace, God's grace, God's grace, God's grace. The grace of God. Anybody want to know? God's grace. Just how I got here. God's grace. Anybody want to know? God's why grace. While I'm still standing here today. God's grace. I made it this far. It this far. Yes, I did. By the, the grace of God. God. Some people say, God's grace. I wouldn't make it. God's grace, Some people said we would be standing here today God's But look grace, at me I made it, this far. made it this far Yes I did By, By the grace, grace Of God. God When I sit back and look God's grace Down the year God's grace, I had to shed God's grace, So, so many tears God's grace, But I made it it far, far, by the grace, grace of God And I want to say thank you grace. Thank you, Jesus Lord, I thank you Thank you right now Look at me, I made, it this far. I made it this far If you want to know the grace How I made it this far God. It was God's grace Great
1: Lord for your grace that's how we've made it this far by the grace of Jehovah God we thank you Lord Jesus now for an opportunity once again to share your word with your people Lord I ask that you use me as you will Holy Spirit have your way I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in your sight oh Lord my strength and my redeemer in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. I ask you if you will please uh, turn with me this morning to the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, Daniel chapter three, verses twenty-four through twenty-six. Very familiar passage of Scripture, but the Holy Spirit has given me uh, a, a different insight. I've preached from these similar these scriptures uh, before. But uh, the Holy Spirit this past week has given me uh, a new revelation, if you will, something that I'd never seen in these scriptures before. And uh, I want to share that with you on this Sunday morning. I'm reading from the New International Version. You're reading from a different one. Of course, it's going to read just a little differently. But this is from Daniel chapter 3, verses 24 through 26. This is what it says in the NIV. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar, leaped to his feet in amazement, and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. Verse 25, Nebuchadnezzar said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth man looks like the son of the gods. Now, if you read that same verse, verse 25 from the King James Version, this is what it says. The fourth is like the Son of God, and we know who the Son of God is. Verse 26, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Just for a few minutes, I asked that You'll pray with me and let us reason together from this thought, when the evidence of faith shows up, when the evidence of faith shows up. Most Bible readers have read uh, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, 1 says, and this is from the King James Version, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And, and I wonder, have you ever thought about what those words really mean? And, and I've thought about it a lot of times, and I've heard many great men and women of God give uh, explanations uh, as to what Hebrews 11 and 1 means. But, but as I told you before uh, I started this message, this past week the Holy Spirit Gave me a new insight into what those words from Hebrews 11.1, 1, and he gave me that insight using this story here in Daniel. I want to just share a quick backstory Here in the Old Testament, this man named Daniel was a Jewish man. He, was, he practiced the, the, the Jewish faith. And, and at the time, Daniel was living in the southern kingdom of Judah, the nation of Israel was divided at that time, and the lower part of it was was with its own nation. It was called Judah, and then everything north of Judah was still called Israel. But Daniel was living in the southern kingdom of Judah, and at that time, the uh, a Babylonian king named Nebuchadnezzar came, and he conquered Judah. He came in with his army, and they took over. They just ransacked the country, and they made slaves of the people there, and Daniel uh, and and three of his friends uh, were taken back to Babylon uh, as slaves. Uh, The three men were given Hebrew names. Daniel's three friends were given the Babylonian names. They were Hebrews, but they were given the Babylonian names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, in Daniel chapters 1 and 2, we learn some of the trials and challenges that Daniel and his friends had to face, but, but we also learned that no matter what consequences they faced, Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they never denied their faith in Jehovah God, and they never stopped believing that God would protect them no matter what happened. Amen. So here's what happened. The king made a false god of his own self. He made a, uh, an image of himself. And I want to tell you that um, this is significant because the Zondervan Life Application Bible says that there are four mega themes in the book of Daniel. And I'm focusing on two of those mega themes today. The first one is about perseverance. By faith, we can persevere like Daniel and his three friends. We can't do it on our own, but we can do it by faith. What is it to persevere? To persevere just simply means to keep on believing no matter what the evidence in front of us or circumstances around us may look like. We persevere when we say, I see this, I know this is to be be true, but I got faith that my God is still able. The second mega thing from uh, the book of Daniel I want to focus on, is uh, the fact that God is always faithful when we persevere by faith. All of us need to remember that. God is always faithful when we persevere by faith. In other words, when we stand firm in our faith, God is always faithful to honor his promises to us. So now, let's, 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 uh, let's fast forward and get back here to, to Daniel chapter 3. I already told you that King Nebuchadnezzar has made this this golden image of himself, this false god. He made this thing 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. And he he set it up in a large field of one of the provinces of, of Babylon. No matter where you were in the kingdom, I don't care where you were in the kingdom, if you looked out, you could see this image of King Nebuchadnezzar. So... What happened next was that um, the king made this, this, uh, this image and then he, he called all his royal leaders together and he made a proclamation and he said, Now, whenever you hear this particular music played, everybody everywhere has to fall down on their knees and worship this image of me. And anybody that didn't fall down and worship would be punished by being thrown into a furnace of white hot fire. Now, we call it a fiery furnace. What it actually was was a big old hole that was dug out in the ground. It was more like a fiery pit, but we call it the fiery furnace. And King said, when you hear that music play, that specific piece of music play, if you don't fall down and worship me, I'm going to have you thrown into this pit, this fiery furnace. Now, before I go any further, there's something else that you need to know. When Daniel and his three friends came to Babylon, they kept their faith in Jehovah God, and God put his favor on them. These four young Hebrew men had become advisors in the king's government, and they were set for life. You think about it. You're taken away against your will and made a slave in some foreign country. But because your God has given you favor, The people in that country, the the, the person with the most power, the king himself or the queen herself, they see your gifts and your abilities, so they promote you to a position in a government that you don't even belong to. All these four guys had to do to be set for life was just obey the king's command. But when you know that you know that you know that God has been good to you, you will not compromise. Say that one more time. When you know that you know that you know that God has been good to you, you will not compromise. You may be tempted, but you won't compromise. You may bend, but you won't break. Why? Because you can look back over your life and say, I know where I was, God. I know where you brought me from. I, fat fat Lord, if I wasn't, serving you. If you weren't faithful to your word, I know where I'd be right now, and it wouldn't be as well as it was, it is with me. So, so Lord, I'm not going to compromise because it's not so much you've been so good, it's because you are so good, even right now. So, so, Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego had made up their minds that no matter what, they were not going to compromise. We need to always be prepared, church family, because when Anybody publicly confesses faith in Jesus Christ, the devil will do everything he can to show the world that you are a liar and that you are a fraud. Hear me good now. When you publicly profess that you are a child of the most high God and that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, the devil's going to get on your case and he's going to try every way he can to prove you to be a fraud or a liar. But all you have to do is persevere by standing in firm in your faith. The reason the devil wants to make you a liar is because Christians are supposed to represent God's light in this world of darkness. Darkness can't stand light because light always penetrates darkness. Darkness can't stand light. What is darkness I'm talking about? I'm talking about the sins of humanity, our sinful nature. Those of us who are saved Versus those who are unsaved. Darkness can't stand light because light always penetrates the darkness. And I know that's right because in the book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 5, and this is from the English Standard Version, the word says, the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In other words, you and I as Christians live in the darkness around us, but we are the light. And the light has not overcome us. To God be the glory. Every follower of Jesus Christ lives in the light of his holiness. Jesus' light is his holiness, and it upsets and it angers people walking in darkness. In other words, people who choose to live in sin, people who choose to willfully live a sinful life, when you come around or when they come in your presence, then your holiness upsets them because you can't be on one accord with them about a whole lot of things because there's the same the things that they're into you're not into and you don't think and believe and behave the way that they think and believe and behave amen why is it why is it that our light upsets those who live in darkness Because all of us as human beings have a sin nature, and we want to do whatever we want to do. Here's the attitude. As long as it feels good to me, I don't care who says what's right and what's wrong. All I care about is, does it feel good to me? Am I being my authentic self? Whatever the latest cultural catchphrase is out there. And that's the difference between light and darkness, because it's not that you and I don't sometimes fall into a sinful mindset as well. Of course we do. We're still human. But it's the light of Jesus Christ in us that makes us come to the final conclusion. Lord, I don't want to live in sin. I want to live for you, which simply means that we come to a point when we accept Jesus Christ, that living holy is our normal and sin is our exception. Let me say that again. When we accept Jesus Christ and we start meditating on his word and praying to him and, 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 uh, and talking with him, and, and we start uh, reading his word and, and, and we start giving him praise, and, and we let the Holy Spirit have his way with us, we come to a point in our lives where living holy is our normal and living in sin is our exception. People who are unsaved, it's just the opposite. Living in sin is their normal, and every once in a while they they may do something that we say is a good thing. You know, and the world says a whole lot of stuff is good, but it's not good because the world says it's good. The only time something is acceptable is when it's pleasing to Almighty God. Being good is not good enough. Being good is not good enough. You have to be saved You have to have your sins covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to have the power of God, the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And that's what allows you to walk through this world with the light of Jesus Christ on your life. I want to be clear. Christians are not holy because of anything we do. No, ma'am, no, sir. We are holy because we have faith in what Jesus did on Calvary's cross where he died for our sins. What is faith? Faith is believing God to keep his word even when we don't have any evidence that he's working for us. Faith is believing that God's going to honor his promises, whatever they may be, even when you and I don't see any evidence in that moment of time that God is doing anything. Yeah, it seems like the same problem I had yesterday, I still have today. Yeah, it seems that that same person that's been ragging on me and trying to get under my skin and vexing me on these last two, three months, these last three or four years, they're still doing it. Yeah, it seems like the people who are able to take advantage of the laws and break the laws so that they can have all the good things in life and and, and other folks who try to live right, they they don't get any breaks, they don't get any justice in the court system. It seems like that happens all the time. But you know what? When you have faith in Jesus Christ, just because you don't see him doing anything to turn it around, that doesn't mean he's not working on your case. What he needs is for you to to keep persevering in your faith. Amen. Amen. I'm going to finish this. Let me summarize verses 8 through 15. Daniel chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. Let me summarize it for you really quickly. The king's music was played, and everybody fell on their knees to bow, except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The other leaders ran to the king to tell them that these three Hebrew young men had disobeyed his command. The king calls these three young men into his throne room, and he asked them about what they did, and Tell the three young men that if they refuse to bow down, I'm gonna give you one more chance now, but if you refuse to bow down this time, I'm gonna have you thrown into the fiery furnace. In Daniel verses 16 through 18, this is where we see Hebrews 11 and 1 put into action. Now stay with me, I, I, I'm trying to be as clear as I can. Remember now, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So let's see this play out here in Daniel. Verses 6 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they tell the king that they won't bow down to his image because they believe that their God is able to save them. And then they say this, and even if he doesn't save us, king, we still won't bow down to your image. In other words, these three young men had decided that they would trust God and accept whatever he decided to do with them. That's when the evidence of faith showed up. That's when the evidence of faith shows up because the evidence of faith says, I don't care what may happen. I'm going to trust the Lord anyhow. I don't care if I win or I lose. I'm going to trust the Lord. I don't care if I have a whole lot. If I don't have anything, I'm going to trust the Lord. I don't care if I get well or if I stay sick, I'm going to trust the Lord. And when you have that kind of faith, that's when that, it, that kind of faith is the evidence of your faith. That kind of belief is the evidence of your faith in God. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar tells his soldiers to make the fire seven times hotter and throw these three young men into the, the pit, the fiery furnace. The heat from the fire is so hot that it kills the men who go to throw them into the pit. But after a few minutes, the king goes down and he steps over the edge of that big open pit and he looks down into it. And he tells his guards that uh, he sees Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're walking around. They First of all, they had been tied. Their, their hands are untied. They're not harmed. They're not, there's no burning. They're not on fire. And they're just walking around. And then the king says, I see a fourth person. And that fourth person looks like the son of God. Glory, hallelujah, to his name. I, I want you to know, as I begin to close, church family and friends, when the evidence of faith shows up in your life and mine, there are three things that are going to happen. Number one, when the evidence of faith shows up, this is from verse 25, protection is provided. When the evidence of faith shows up, protection is provided. This is from the English Standard Version, Isaiah 43 verse, chapter 43, verse 2. It says, uh, the Lord says he will keep us from drowning in the rivers when we pass through the waters. And he said he won't allow the fire to burn us when we walk through the fire. Why? Because he loves us And because we have faith in him, not saying there may be some times where you might not have some bumps and bruises in life. But when people are showing up, plotting and scheming against you, trying to do you harm. If you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the evidence of your faith, the Lord will show up and he'll keep that hedge of protection around you. Some of y'all know right now you don't did some things in your life. You made some foolish and wrong decisions. And because of the decisions you made, you shouldn't be here right now. You should be dead. You should be in, a, in a, a, a nursing home somewhere. You should be home on your back. You should be missing an arm or a leg. You should be having maybe half of your teeth out of your mouth because of some foot. You should have Uh, uh, gunshot wounds and knife wounds and and scars and marks all over your body because of some foolish stuff that you decided to do. And I'm not talking about evil, wicked stuff. I'm just talking about being disobedient at home. How many of us, when we were children, mama told us don't put our hands on that hot stove and we wouldn't put our hands on that stove anyway? Come on now. How many times mama told us don't, Daddy say, when you're playing basketball, boy, you stay in your yard. Don't you go out there in that street running after no ball and doing all that stuff. And because the other boys were doing it, we ran on out there too. And a car came that close to getting us. But the Lord sent an angel to push us out the way of make the brake stop at the proper time. All of us have done some things that should have resulted in us having physical harm and injury. But because somebody was praying for us, even when we weren't praying for ourselves, the evidence of their faith showed up. And sometimes in our own lives right now, the evidence of faith shows up when people may be plotting and scheming against us. We don't know it, but God knows it, and he protects us from it. Let me keep going. So when the evidence of faith shows up, protection is provided. Here's the second thing. When the evidence of faith shows up, We are delivered from destruction. This is from verse number 26. And again, from the English Standard Version, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18 says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his kingdom. When the evidence of faith shows up, we are delivered from destruction. When the evidence of faith shows up, this is the third and final thing. When the evidence of faith shows up, And this is from verse number 28. God is glorified. The third and final thing, when the evidence of faith shows up, God is glorified. Again, I'm still using the English Standard Version. Psalm 115 verse 1 says, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Not to us, Lord. It ain't about me. I don't care how holy I may think I am. I don't care how holy you think you are. I don't care how holy you think your favorite uh, TV evangelist is or that cousin of yours that goes to church. No, he ain't ain't all that holy. They're not holy enough to make, make it up to God's standards. We always owe him all the praise and the glory. According to the psalmist, he said, for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. I'm going to leave you with this. Becoming a Christian does not protect us from all hurt, harm, and danger. I, hate to, I know that's not what we generally want to believe, and that's not what we always, a lot of times we've been taught differently. But becoming a Christian doesn't mean we're going to always be protected from all hurt, harm, and danger that may come our way. Troubles and challenges will come even when we are obeying the Lord. Job got in trouble because he was obeying the Lord. Amen now. These three Hebrew boys got in trouble because they were obeying the Lord. Daniel at another point in time got in trouble because he was obeying the Lord. So trouble will come to your life even when you're obeying the Lord. But even when trouble comes, I want you to remember this. Jesus is always watching you. Jesus is always for you. Jesus will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. Amen. And if we put our faith in Jesus Christ into action, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when we're at the lowest point in our lives, we can still look up and say with confidence, God, I trust you. When you're at the weakest point, the lowest point, when you're your most disappointed, when you're in your greatest physical pain, You can still say with confidence, God, I trust you. And when you do that, that's when Jesus Christ, the evidence of faith, will show up. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the King of kings. Jesus is the Lord of lords. And he is the evidence of faith in our lives. And when he shows up, things have to change. When the evidence of faith shows up, darkness has to flee. When the evidence of faith shows up, sorrow has to go away. When the evidence of faith shows up, those who were the downtrodden are become those who are lifted up and they're the ones that God will help and show all his honor and glory to because of their faith. How is it that Jesus Christ, the evidence of faith, is able to do all these things for you and me? It's because he paid the ultimate price He was willing to sacrifice. He was willing to be obedient even unto death on the cross so that you and I could have the more abundant life. Well, when did he do it? He did it on a Friday after he had been falsely accused in Pilate's judgment hall and Herod's judgment hall. After he had been beaten so severely across his back that his skin literally fell from his back and you could see his ribs. He did it after he... Uh, took a 250, 300 pound cross and carried it most of the way up a hill called Calvary. He did it after he let men nail railroad stakes into his hands and into his feet. And he was on that cross. He did it after he let the men pierce him in his side and out came his precious blood and the water. He did it after he told the Lord, forgive them. Well, they know not what they do. That was on Friday. The word says the men didn't kill Jesus. Jesus gave up his own life, and he told us he had the power to lay down his life, and he had the power to pick it back up again, but he stayed on that cross that Friday till he decided to give up his life, and he died for you and for me. They took him off that cross, put him in a borrowed tomb, stayed in that borrowed tomb all Saturday, and then on Sunday morning, on a Sunday morning that we call Easter, Jesus Christ got up with all power in his hands, all power in heaven, all power on earth, all power under the earth. All power, all authority belongs to Jesus Christ, and he can do anything but fail. And when we keep our faith in him, no matter what is going on in our lives, Whatever it is that we're concerned about, whomever it is we're praying for or concerned about, when we keep our faith in Jesus, he'll show up. Because Jesus himself is the evidence of our faith when he shows up and when he does whatever needs to be done.